X-Files and welcome back to the X-Files chat room podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jessica and as always, I am here with my bestest X-File, Dee Dee. What's up? What's going on? Well, what's going on is we just finished Talitha Kumi yeah, and we did. we're on to Heronville. We're on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going. We got We got the energy going. We're, we're doing it. Let's get it. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about it? I mean, we just talked about oh, it. We, we just went through it. A lot. So no, I'm going to say no at this point. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And, you know, thoughts really come after we listen to it. Because mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes, you know, listeners, the truth is, is like, sometimes we don't even remember what we're saying. Yeah. And then it's not until we hear our the episode and then and yeah. then that's how it sort of inspires us to be like, oh, let me mention this. That's like, when I come on and say like, I don't believe in murder. I just want to clarify. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I don't have anything either. So let's just get on with the show. All so right. we got um, Heronvoke. Oh, this is you. Yeah, it's me. Okay, go ahead. All right, we are doing season four, episode one, Hair Invoke. The previous episode was Talitha Kumi. And the next one following um, Hair Invoke is Home. Classic. The iconic, classic band from network television, yeah. Home. Such a good one. Can't wait till we pull that one. Oh, man. That, I mean, on Halloween, hopefully, but. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. The original air date for this episode is October 4th, 1996. It was written by Chris Carter and directed by, once again, R.W. Goodwin. So what are the locations of this episode? Well, we're still in Providence, Rhode Island. That is Wapanag and Nahagonset, which, you know, Narragansett, I think, might be the same thing. I got to do more research into that. Um, We're also in the D.C. area and Maryland, which includes Anacostan, Piscataway, and Susquehannock. But for the first time, we are also in Alberta, Canada, and Alberta's really, really big. Alberta has the largest First Nations population among the provinces and territories after Ontario and British Columbia. From this total population, 47.3% of the population lives on an Indian reserve, and the other 527 live in urban areas. There are approximately nine indigenous ethnic or tribal groups in Alberta in the 21st century, depending on how they're counted. They are Beaver, Blackfoot, Chippewayan, Plains Cree, Sarsi, Plains Ojibwa, Slavi, Stony, and the Woodland Cree. All right, so that's from um, Wiki. I found that on Wikipedia. In 2019, I went to Alberta on a road trip with my boyfriend at the time. And we started here in Arizona, and we went up north. We did all the national parks. We went up to Calgary. Oh, beautiful. we went to Banff National Park, which is probably my favorite place on the planet. Oh, my God. It's amazing and beautiful. I don't like going to the same place twice. Yeah. But um, Moraine Lake, Lake Louise. I mean, we went there. If you if you don't know those places, go go, go Google search them because oh, I'm they're sure it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and we got a canoe and we went on the water. The oh, water is absolutely nice. amazing. It was so much fun. So we spent some time up in Alberta, and then on our way back, when we were driving back down, um, right before we got back into the U.S., we know we were driving and mm-hmm. we noticed like like signs to a powwow, and we're like, what? Oh, uh, so awesome. like we were like uh, and near the reserves, and it was the Blood Tribe, Kainai First Nation, which is part of the Blackfoot Confederacy, which includes portions of the province in Alberta, mm-hmm. and but also the state of Montana. And we went to the Kainai powwow in 2019, just randomly stumbled upon it. 
it was so much fun. I mean, I love going to Powell. Oh, hell yeah. So tons of food, tons of dancing, tons of people. The weather was absolutely amazing. We just randomly came across that and um i love it i love when stuff like that happens time. yeah yeah, awesome. yeah awesome so it was it was absolutely great i would love to go back to alberta maybe spend a little bit more time in calgary we had some issues d- discrimination issues um, really in calgary yeah. um, well a little in calgary mostly on the trip from the from the u.s to calgary mm. you know stopping at some of these places but you know a little bit in calgary it was just kind of interesting and really unexpected yeah you know you let your guard down for one second mm-hmm. and fuck dude yeah it's you, the you, worst. you get yourself uh involved in the trip and the the scenery and the new things and then man reality comes sometimes yeah just, you yeah. just forget people are jerks yeah. but um regardless of that yeah it was a freaking fantastic time and uh something i'll never forget and honestly i love that we're doing like kind of land acknowledgements in these episodes because oh, I, I would have never had you know known anything or i wouldn't have like a story to tell if we weren't doing that and yeah. not that i need a story to tell but i'm as i'm doing this stuff i'm learning because honestly when we went, we had no idea where, where we were and we didn't like do our research. We just kind of stumbled upon it. Even when I got back, well, I didn't I didn't I didn't do any Google searches to see whose land we were on, what, you know, nation right, that was. Right. And by doing this episode of, of this podcast, I was able to actually go do that research that I should have done done in twenty nineteen. See, I love that. Uh so quick little story for you. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. All right, we're going to get into stars, guest stars. Again, the, the gang's all here. We got Mitch Pileggi as Walter Skinner, William B. Davis as the Smoking Man, Roy Thinnis as Jeremiah Smith, Brian Thompson as the Alien Bounty Hunter, Stephen Williams as X, Lori Holden as Marita Cubarrubias, Rebecca Tulin as Tina Mulder, Vanessa Morley as Samantha Mulder, Don S. Williams as the First Elder, Morris, I'm going to say Panic or Panich, as gray-haired man, and Brendan Beiser as Agent Pendrel. Good old Agent Pendrel's in this. Good old Agent Pendrel, our Sancho. All right, things in the news. On October 1st, following the Port Arthur massacre, John Howard's Australian government starts a gun buyback scheme. They acquire more than 640,000 firearms, including many illegal semi-automatic rifles and shotguns. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. On October 4th, the BPAA, which stands for Bowling Proprietors Association of America, the U.S. Women's Bowling Open won by Liz Johnson. And on October 6th, Bob Dole and President Bill Clinton meet in their first debate. Did I ever tell you I was vice president of my bowling league? No, really? Yeah. How long has it been since you've been bowling? Has it been a while? Oh, I haven't been bowling in like 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a, a long time for me. Not a good bowler, but I enjoyed it. I have my own ball and shoes somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I used to like it a lot. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, go to a bowling alley, you're drinking margaritas, you're drinking beer. Yeah, like, having, having some fun. nachos. Yeah, yeah, listening to good music. Yeah. No, it's a good time. Yeah. All right, things popular at the time, the top films, The First Wives Club. The Glimmer Man and That Thing You Do. What the heck is The Glimmer Man? I have no idea. I remember The First Wives Club. First Wives Club and That Thing You Do. I love That Thing You Do. So good. It's so the good. music. Yes. So good. Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. It's oh wonderful. Gosh. All right. Top TV, Seinfeld, ER, and Suddenly Susan. Our top three songs, Macarena, Los del Rio, I Love You, Always Forever, Donna Lewis, 
And it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. I love that song. I love Celine Dion. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, Jessica, what is your MSR shipper song pick? Well, it's technically an X-Files pick, X-Files song pick, right? doesn't have to be shipper. It doesn't have to be, but yeah. But this is a shipper song. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I picked Change the World by Eric Clapton. You did. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, because so did I. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just a really, it's so good. It's so good. I love Eric Clapton. Yep. And it's also like baby faces in it. Amazing, yeah, yeah. right? Love it. Gosh. Love it, love it. All right. Where were you? October 4th, 1996. Like, where was I? Okay. Um, well, you know, I had a miserable summer. Probably, yeah. You know, back in school, trying to deal with some shit. Uh, I think probably October, getting ready for basketball season i don't know you know i was in high school obviously i was in high school yeah um you and i haven't had had met at that point but um i was very involved in school extracurricular activities so in high school i was in band i was in volleyball so like i would go get up super early in the morning for band practice because it was before school so like you're out in the football field by 6 a.m oh man then after school you have volleyball practice then you have to go home and you have to do all your homework and then get up in the morning and do it all over again. Ugh. So I know that I was um, busy, but I know that I kind of threw myself into being busy because mm-hmm. I had dealt with a lot. Right. And um, yeah, I just threw myself into school, essentially. School, yeah. my sports, my extracurriculars, all that stuff. So awesome. just a busy um, high school student. You're a busy kid. Yeah. How all about right. you? Probably trying to avoid everything and anything related to La Macarena because it was everywhere and I do it. I hate, I think we talked about this yeah, already. I was I, always dancing to it. I, I will dance to it right now. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's a good time, dude. Oh, man. It just drove me crazy. But anyway, do you still remember the steps? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Check you out. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. We're going to go on to the synopsis. With his mother on... Her deathbed and the alien bounty hunter in pursuit, Mulder decides to put the alien healer in mortal danger for a chance to finally uncover the whole truth behind the alien conspiracy. Meanwhile, Mr. X's cover is blown. And that's from IMDb. Oh my goodness, Mr. X. Yeah. What are you doing, sir? All right, Dini, Cinco de los Files. You All ready? Right. Yeah, you go. Okay, my number five. Mr. X dies. Okay. What the fuck? X is gone. Gonzo. Mm -hmm. X goes to Mulder's. Did Scully just forget to take the tape down? Is that why he's there? Oh my God. I almost wrote that in my notes. And absolutely, that's what what I thought. Right? Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I think it's just still up there. Yeah. But why would he think that, oh, this is a new tape? This isn't. Or maybe. I didn't see her. I had to go do something. I didn't see her leave. Maybe she needs me to come back for some reason, but dude. Well, that was a different, I think it was different days. Oh, that's right. That's right. But is that the whole reason? Like, cause he goes and he's looking like, uh, hello, I'm here. What do you want? Yes. Yes. And then he sees it dark and he's like, oh shit. So I don't want to blame Scully, but my goodness. But also, like, pay attention to, like, realize that you were there with her. You didn't see her take it down and she, Her mind was somewhere else. Mm -hmm, So anyway, mm -hmm. so he walks into Mulder's, realizes something is off and heads back down the hallway to the elevators in a rush. He's looking over his shoulder like constantly. And the camera work here is beautiful because his head snaps. Head snaps. 
We get to see down the hallway. Head snaps down the hallway. The door opens on the elevator. He goes to get in, and what do you know? He gets shot twice in the chest uh, by one of the syndicate goons, mm-hmm. and um, he's bleeding out right there in Mulder's hallway. Oh man! And eventually dies at his doorstep. Mm-hmm. And this was my number five because, well, well, this made my top five because it's X. We mentioned it, or I mentioned it in the last episode. I I wish we had have gotten more from him. I think that he was probably my favorite one, you know, out of Deep Throat, Marita, you know. Mm -hmm. I just absolutely loved him. He was always so intense and he was so memorable. And I cannot wait to meet Stephen Williams over at File Fest. It's going to be certainly an honor. Yeah, Yeah. honestly. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like I need him to know how important this character was and how good he was. He was great. So good. And yeah, what you said about the camera work, this beautiful direction. Yeah. It was very almost like a Hitchcock-esque. Yes. Looking yes. over the shoulder, the empty hallway. It's just great. You just felt his paranoia and yeah. his his fear. But yeah, that's my number five. I mean, right. iconic Mr. X. Right on, gone. man. Right on. I'm going to talk about that later. All right. What's your number five? My number five, not everything dies. I believe my number five on the last episode was also an introduction to another character. Like, I'm a sucker for introductions of characters, especially when it comes to this show. There's just so much nostalgia behind seeing them for For the the first first time time, so many years later. So Mulder goes to the special representative of the secretary general's office, excuse me, based on a clue that the now late Mr. X left behind. And this is where we get our introduction to Mulder's new informant, Marita Cubarrubias. I love that name. So she introduces herself as... I can't... Sorry to interrupt you. I can't remember what that what her name means. Do you know? Marita Cubarrubias? Yeah. It means something. Yeah. Because I, I know ju- Cubarrubias is a very common Latino name. Yeah. So the, whatever the origins of that, whatever the meaning is of that, I'm oh, assuming. Oh, interesting. Um, and the only reason I know is because we mentioned this last episode is that I listened to... Talitha Betts, um, X-Files Diaries episode, and they talk about the meaning of her name. Oh, man. But I forgot. It's it's escaped my mind. So I can't remember. Well, maybe we'll talk about it another time in our thoughts for the next one. Um, So she introduces herself as the representative's assistant, and then she hands Mulder a file. And she basically tells him that the guy he's there to see went over the stuff that he sent, but he's been called away. They have this discussion about the farmland in Canada. The crops have been left to die, and there's no evidence of bees were found. Poor Mulder. He's just like... Bees are bee husbandry was found. Yes, yes. And that's a pretty good one. That's a good imitation. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Poor Mulder. He's just back at square one, and he looks really disappointed, defeated, and just plain sad. He can't even finish his sentence. He can't even finish. He's grieving his losses and probably just preparing himself for the worst like for his mom to to go soon there's just a huge like rain cloud over him right now but then like there's like a little bit of light here and he looks inside the file marita gives him and sees because he looks inside the file that's where the light comes from Mm -hmm. and he sees a photo of the samantha clones working on the farmland like he's stunned and he looks over at her and that's when Lori holden delivers the line not everything dies, Mr. Mulder. Absolutely love that line. I love that whole interaction with them leading up to it. It was just so great like to see a female informant get informant get introduced. And of course, down the the road, you know, her 
things get really complicated with her story arc. But right here, this scene, just great. And yeah. um, it, it ushers in a whole new era of, of the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, it's a passing on the torch. It's a turning in the page. Yeah. Passing of the torch. And, yes. th- and this is absolutely um, in, in reference or call or, or I mean, she didn't know that this was said, but it was said early in the episode. By the alien bounty hunter yep. that everything, everything dies. dies. And is also the tagline in this episode, everything yes. dies. Mm-hmm. And then we get this scene where she's like, not everything not dies. Everything. Oh, that's so good. I but love that. I love that. I love that you picked that because just the look on his face mm-hmm. when he realizes like everything she's been saying is in contradiction to what she just handed him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, new friend, new ally, new person who's going to try and help me. Yep. Yeah. And, and you said it too. It's like her character art kind of kind of gets really complicated oh, yeah. later, but mm-hmm. it also gets really hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got some nice Ooh, uh, Just sweating, and, uh, thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. And some cry check stuff going mm-hmm. on. I mean, Nick Lee is like <sighs> hotter than heck. Yeah. But anyway. All right, dude. I love it. All right. My number four, Scully goes to Mulder's apartment and tapes up the infamous or the famous X. She's seen Mulder do that. Time passes. She seems to have been there for a while trying to figure out the info that Pendrel gave her. Mm -hmm. There is a knock on the door and she pulls out her gun. And then we hear, open the door, Agent Scully. It's X. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He walks in and she's kind of like, how did you know I was here? And he says that he watched her walk in. And uh, she's been there a while. Yeah, she has. She's made herself at home. She's like chilling on the couch. Well, she's kind of annoyed because it's like, well, why didn't you just come like four (laughs) hours earlier? Yeah, yeah. But he's looking for Mulder and she tells him that she doesn't know where he is. He wants to talk to him concerning his mother. And at this moment, we're all watching X kill himself, basically. The syndicate's trick to try and out their rat has come to this moment. Mm -hmm. The information that they sent out has gotten to X and X just goes with it. Yeah, he falls in their trap. Yeah, poor Mm -hmm. guy. So they're going to kill him, which that was my number five. He says, you know, she's unprotected uh, in regards to Tina. She says, from who? He ignores her and tries to walk out. And then... Then mm-hmm. fucking Scully puts her hands on him. She does. She grabs his arm and turns him around. And he's like, if you want to involve yourself, tell this to Mulder. And she's like, nope, not until you give me some info first. Mm-hmm. She asks him about the data entries. He tells her that she's going in the wrong direction. But she tells him about the entries and that some of them begin with SEP. And the look on his face, you know. He knows what this is. Yeah, for sure. It stands for Smallpox Eradication Program. He tells her, don't unlock doors. You are unprepared to go through Agent Scully. She's like, what the heck is that supposed to mean? And he uh, he tells her to leave it be and says, protect the mother. This made my top five because I, you know, I love X and Scully scenes. Mm-hmm. I just love them. I wish we had more. Agree. But I, you know, I really liked the scene. I think it was in, uh, was it Nisei or 731? 731. Yeah. That scene. Um, He's just very intense. And, very. you know, he's, he's, he never lets up even with her. He's still super intense and she's always there to take it. And not only that, she steps up. Yep. Like that scene in 731 and this one, she physically touches him. Yep. And like turns him around, like who does that? That is Mister 
ex yeah. you're doing that yeah, you too. don't do that you don't and, do that and it's just crazy and and i'm gonna take this back to our previous episode but like you know we talked about how csm can play Mulder really really well mm-hmm. like he knows how to fucking play him um but in that same episode last episode tina Mulder was able to scare csm you know she went yeah at yeah him, she stepped you know? to him mm-hmm. so like the balls of tina Mulder to do that right but then it's like this is the same thing with like Everybody's so intimidated by X. But not Scully. But not Scully. Mm-hmm. And she fucking touches him. This yeah. st- like she like, I mean, even that 731, she put, she tries to pull out her fucking gun on him. It's crazy. Like this woman, I mean, because yeah. I'm, I'm like scared of X. He's so intense and she gets, she gives no shits and I just fucking love it. All right, dude, uh, take a chug because that was my <laughs> number four. Uh, but I, I called mine confirm or deny because I love when she says that to him. You know what these are, confirm or deny. Okay, so when she grabs him and the way he looks at her, like, did you just put your fucking hands on me, woman? Uh, it's just so good. So, and I, dude, basically everything you said, and I even mentioned I can't remember at the top of my head how many one-on-one meetings Scully had with Mr. X, but the ones that I can think of, this one, of course, and 731 are just heated AF. Yeah. And Stephen Williams and Gillian Anderson are so great together because he's not used to taking. Like, we we just talked about that. Yeah. People people don't talk to him that way. And Scully isn't going to take anyone's shit. She's got a job to do. She's got a goal. She wants answers, not riddles, because these informants, like they speak in <laughs> yeah. riddles. And she's like, no, you're going to give me the information and confirm or deny. So that was my number four. Yeah. Good scene, dude. So good. And so I just good. love it, too, because like X is gone now. And that was their last scene. You know? Yeah. It's like bittersweet. Bittersweet. You know, we, mm-hmm. we got so, such a good interaction between them and and, and, and it, just knowing that it's never going to happen it's, again. Yeah. It's just like fucking devastating a it's little never, bit. No more fighting with Mulder. No more toe-to-toe with Scully. It's yeah. just gone. It's just sad. Yeah. yeah. All right. My number three, Scully visits Pendrel. Are you busy, Agent Pendrel? The immediate <laughs> no. The immediate no. Like, I feel like she barely finished that sentence. And he's like, the immediate no. He's like, no. And then the fixing of his tie, yeah, I just, mean, just, it's just too it's, damn adorable. It's precious. He's got a crush on her. Mm-hmm. She tells him that SCP stands for Smallpox Eradication Program. He looks so impressed by her. He's like, yeah. how did you know that? He's yeah. got little so, heart eyes. Yeah. yeah. And and they discuss the 20-letter string, 30 different variations of the data that he found. Turns out it's a protein amino acid sequence code. They have codes for everything, I guess. She says it's a sequence code for a cowpox virus, which was used to inoculate humans against smallpox. Mm-hmm. Scully doesn't know why they're keeping records of this and points out the second alphanumeric string in the data. 15 digits, an infinite number of variations, which isn't exactly right, but, you know, it's a lot of variations. A lot of variations, yeah. Scully says that uh, this is inventory of us. Oh, scary. Then she pulls off her jacket and she's got a bandage on her arm, you know, because they took like a little sample from her. Yeah. But this scene stood out to me because um, Agent Pendrel, he's just so cute in this one. And I know he was kind of dorky in... um, the other episode that we covered um, where he's like, hey, keep it up yourself. Yeah, that was 731. 731. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's so impressed by her mind, not just her looks. And he always seems to really care for her brain. I thought the whole exchange with them wasn't necessarily like chemistry filled. 
I don't think there's any chemistry between them, honestly. No, no, but he's just so taken by yeah, her. Yeah, but I, yeah, I and just all love, of her, not just her looks, right. like you said. And just, I just love the way he admires her. Mm-hmm. And I wish we got more of him. I do too. So that was my number three. Did you also like the scene where it doesn't necessarily have to be on your top five, but the scene where he goes with her and she does a biopsy on him and she 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 like goes uh, in front of Skinner and on, he's like right there with her, too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, good. It didn't it didn't make my list, but it was it was really nice to it. He was kind of the reveal. Right. Yes. Like he was in the hiding. You just thought like maybe it was her giving this presentation. Mm-hmm. But then that, you know, that's when we find out like, oh, well, Agent Pendro participated in this as well. And what I really liked about that scene is that it, not that he's not professional, but it was nice to see the seriousness on his face yeah. in regards to it. Because mm-hmm. at, at the heart of it, he's a scientist, too. And he knows what she just discovered. Mm-hmm. He knows the severity of it and what it means. I, d- I don't know. It was nice to not see him you know puppy eyed and like yeah he was like a full-on he was a full-on agent scientist standing there standing his ground look at this is what is going on yep let her say what she has to say yeah it's not just her it's me too yeah yeah. i loved it it was nice Mm -hmm. for us to see that he 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 can have that as a character absolutely and of course he does but all right what was your number three my number three Mulder sees samantha so Jeremiah Smith takes Mulder to a farm where he sees his sister, or at least what he thinks is his sister. Oh, he runs down to where she's at. He's calling out her name. Then he crouches down in front of her and puts his hands around her little arms. And he says, it's me, Fox, your brother. Do you remember me? She doesn't respond. And Jeremiah Smith tells Mulder she has no language. She's a drone, a worker. And my heart just breaks for him so much here. He's just so moved by the sight of her. He wants so badly for this kid hybrid clone to be Samantha that the way I saw, like, he doesn't have a memory lapse, but almost like, come on, Mulder, you've seen Samantha clones before. Only these versions look like like the version of the last time you saw her. And that's what's so, like, sad about this moment because he can't bring himself to get past that like he's seen his sister and i know somewhere in Mulder's brain he knows that this is not his sister but his heart his memories his need to have his sister in his life just overwhelms him to the point where later on he actually wants to take one of them home with him oh man it's just so heartbreaking and again um my kudos to david Duchovny for his performance here not a lot of dialogue but a lot of emotion we can see that it just pulls at my heartstrings big time. So that was my number three. Yeah, I think that um, you know, you know, she's expressionless, but I, I, okay. So I think he kind of he knows it's technically not Samantha, mm-hmm. um, because he even says that that that's my sister, but she hasn't aged. So I think in his brain, like he knows, yeah. but of course he wants. Like you said, he he saw the older version of his clone, mm-hmm. of her clone, and he he was able to talk and have discussions with her and whatnot. Um, so yeah, of course, I think deep down inside, he knows it's not really her. Yeah. Obviously he knows that because she never aged, mm-hmm. which is crazy that we're even talking about this because yeah, we, just we just talked about invocation, invocation. The, the, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think what, what it is, is that, you know, his last memory of her was at that age that she, he's seeing her at right now mm-hmm. and the desperation of yes. wanting to 
see if she's still in there. Does she sound the same? Does she does she gonna talk the same way? Can even if she's not real to to hear a live version of yeah. your sibling that you love so freaking much and you miss and you have this quest just to I was watching um I was on YouTube and there was this old clip of my grandfather that I had found in this in this video from mm-hmm. a long time ago and I was like I was brought to tears because I haven't heard his voice since oh, he died since man. I was a kid and it was just like oh my gosh so yeah. I I know like you know we, we would, we've all lost somebody that we would love to just hear their voice one last yeah. time and I think it was the desperation of him wanting to hear her see if her mannerisms the same see if she if he can recognize yeah. her if she's still in there just a little bit of mm-hmm. his sister that he remembered yeah, when she because- was so I agree because he could have asked a million questions and the question was, do you remember me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then you mentioned it that and later in the episode, he wants to take one of them with him. Yeah. Like he's got her. She's holding his hand. He's holding her hand. It recently, you know, this particular scene in Mm -hmm. this episode Reminded me, I mean, we're going to steer, we're going to go make a hard left here okay, really quickly. But it reminded me of this TikTok that I saw mm-hmm. and it was all about he- healing your inner child. Um, it was a, it was a TikTok about an, like a seven minute Oprah Winfrey clip that she did. Remember when she had her talk show yes, back in the of day? Course. Mm-hmm. And it was like a seven minute clip about this guy and he was talking about like childhood trauma and like how to, it giving us an exercise to get that pain out and like kind of think about it Mm -hmm. so in this exercise and i don't want to ruin it but i don't know if anybody's gonna do it or anything but go i'll just summarize it really quickly okay so he talks about like close your eyes think back to a place in your childhood when you know shit's not going right think about how you feel now Mm -hmm. think about you as an adult you Going into the situation, imagine yourself as a child. It could be sitting at a kitchen table. It could be wherever. Right. Now imagine you're that child and in walks the grown-up version of you. Oh, wow. And that grown-up version of you takes you by the hand and says, you're coming with me. I'm going to take care of you now. Oh. We can walk out of this. You don't have to worry about this. You can leave all of this behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take care of you. And so more or less, that's... I think that's an excellent... Oh, dude, I did it and I was fucking crying. Oh, man. And so like now I just think about little Jessica. Like I I have to protect her. I have to keep her safe. I have to love her. And I love little Jessica. Yeah. But it's it's very emotional and moving. Oh, sure. So when I saw him go and get her when he wants to take her i'm just like you know he's going back to he couldn't save her even though he knows it's not her her yes he couldn't save her then but he could do something about at least this one he doesn't try to take all of them no no but it's oh Oh, gosh it's it's just so good oh my god it's just um I think and you mentioned it. I think it goes back to how traumatized he is that this seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do when he what's right. he going to do with her? Right. Exactly. You know, because a part of me feels like he would turn her into an experiment. Like, let's try and figure out why hasn't she aged? Why hasn't she done this? Mm-hmm. But the, another part of me is that he's not going to let anybody touch her. Yeah. He wouldn't let anything happen to her. Nobody. Yeah. And he's just gonna take care of her, and she never talks. She never talks, and he's just gonna yeah. like, like I don't that's know. okay if you never talk ever again. That's fine. 
I just that you're here with me. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit, man, Sorry. I got teary. <laughs> oh. Big tangent. Went off to a big tangent. Oh, yeah. Sorry but that's about right. that. That's all right. What that was your number three? Yes, that was my number three. All right. So we're at my number two. All right. Um, Mulder finally goes and visits his mom. So this is after, you know, Alien Bounty Hunter yeah, that- comes after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's lost his sister. He's lost Jeremiah Smith. Oh. So they were expecting Mulder for some time. Everyone's at Tina's hospital um, just waiting and waiting. Yeah, like the cavalry is all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because the alien bounty hunter threw a wrench in all the plans, Mulder is late, super late and super beat up. He walks in and when Scully first sees him, she jumps into action and rushes over towards him. She realizes that he's freezing and is in shock. So he goes into his mom's room and once again, just so teary and sad. And Scully grabs a blanket and puts it over his shoulders. She goes to his side and she's touching his arm. And Skinner finally gets a goddamn clue and closes the door, giving them some fucking privacy. Yes. Finally. God, <laughs> Jesus, Skinner. Yeah. So Mulder's crying, and he's saying, she'll never know. She'll never know. Scully's looking up at him, and he leans towards her. And she reaches up and brings his head to her shoulder, and he cries into her. Oh, and, my oh, my God. The fact that, <laughs> the fact that she even shuts her mouth and lets him have a moment. Mm-hmm. lets him be sad is just wonderful in that moment she's just there for him even though she has a million questions even though she has so much to tell him about what she's uncovered she's just there for him to hold him it's very tender and mm-hmm. very friendship e. yeah it's very emotional and beautiful yeah, yeah i loved it all right that was your number two that was my number two all right as let's well. see what you have to say yeah pretty much everything you said i really like that well, I don't I didn't like it because I think it was sad, but I thought it was a good moment to for us to understand how sort of broken Mulder is when he first walks in. He's like s- saying things out loud that at the moment only make sense to him. I can't. There's nothing. He's like stumbling around. He tries to go into another room and Scully's like, no, 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 no. Come over here. I just thought that was a that was a good touch uh, to show us where he's at. He's just broken. Yeah, he's it's, just a, it's a wonder how he even got to the hospital. Yeah, he's just a shell of a human being. He, he, I'm pretty sure he never took a shower. He's probably still smells like gas and whatever, you know, everything that's going on. Oh, I, I loved how Skinner stepped away from the door to give them some privacy. It was very respectful and, and a compassionate thing for him to do. But we already know Skinner is a good person. I just thought that was also a good um, touch a nice touch to the to the whole scene in in general. So yeah, that was my number two. So I didn't think he. I don't. To me, it wasn't like oh, let me give him some privacy. I think he was just like okay, this is a private moment. I'm getting out of here. You know, I don't think it was like out of for me. I don't think it was like out of like kindness. I think he was just like oh, oh I, I don't see wanna, what's going on. Wanna, okay, uh, let me just okay. let me just close the door. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of. Because he didn't, he looked annoyed to me, like, <laughs> like, not not annoyed of their moment, just annoyed. Like we fucking been here for waiting for Mulder. He finally comes in. Oh, we're not yeah, talking. Yeah. You know, he's in there with Scully, and like, there's like we're 
we're not going to get any answers. I don't know what happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Whereas Scully's more like, that doesn't matter. I'm going to take care of Mulder type mm-hmm, of a thing. Mm-hmm. Skinner looks like he maybe he wants answers. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'll have to rewatch it again. But it doesn't matter. Skinner closed the door, giving them their moment. That's that. Yeah, I'm glad that happened. Yep, me too. He got a damn clue. That's mm-hmm. the way I saw it. It's like he just finally got a damn clue. Right. Go away, Skinner. Go away. Shoo, shoo. Yeah. So that was your number two, too? That was my number okay. two as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're on to my number one, which I'm assuming we're going to have the same exact number one. That I'm w- going to laugh if we don't. Because <laughs> yeah. we've been, been pretty much in sync. Well, yeah. And this is literally the best scene in the whole entire episode. So okay. uh, Mulder and Scully talk. Mulder is so frustrated that he had Jeremiah Smith and could have saved his mother, but then all that shit happened. Scully says, as long as she's lying there, you can't give up on her. And she says, I don't care what the doctors say. And I love this because Scully is a doctor. And sometimes she really does care what the doctors say. And I absolutely adore the way that they're sitting. They're right at Tina's bedside. They aren't facing each other. Mulder is leaned back. He looks terrible. He's feeling terrible. Looking at his mother, looking at the ground, and Scully's right next to him. She's leaning forward, head facing him eyes fixated on him and only him her legs are crossed Mm -hmm. she tells him not to blame himself he tells her that he was taken to a place with green fields where he saw samantha she doesn't have a reaction to this really i don't know if she was just wanting to let him talk i don't know if she thinks he's not in his right mind or i think there's like a combination of both there or does she believe every word and because they have seen so much it doesn't faze her Then he says she was just a little girl, and he kind of says it in this very endearing, half-smile way. Yes. And David just fucking killed me with that line and that little smirk, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Yes. He says that he's seen too many things not to believe. She says that she has seen things too. Scully says she has hope in the answers that they need to find. He tells her that she put so much faith in her science and that the things she's seen, science has no place to start. Oh, my goodness. And then she says, nothing happens in contradiction to nature, only in contradiction to what we know of it. And that's a place to start. That's where the hope is. And they're so tender with each other here. That's I mean, that's such a, a, it's such a good line, great first line, of all. Great line. But they're so tender with each other here. He says um, he was close. He's like, I feel I came so close. And she says, I feel it, too. I know it, she says. And then it kind of goes off in about Mr. X. But um, I love this scene. Basically, like everything we were saying, like she, she's so she's so good with him. And she's such a fucking good friend. Mm-hmm. Such a good friend. And, you know, there's times where they are just there for each other. And this is just one of those classic times where like Absolutely. there's so many other things going on. There's a lot to talk about. Um, there's a lot to get into, but she's just letting him talk and she's not even asking questions. She's just trying to give him hope and like, oh, right. she's not trying to debate here. Mm-mm. She's not trying to question. She's just letting him sit in his uh, whatever he's going through. And she's just there. For she's going to write it out with him. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, what do you have to say about this scene? I, I'm assuming it's your number one. It is my number okay. one. But I kind of I didn't cheat. I don't think I cheated. So you tell me if it's a foul, but I love just everything you said. So I, I kind of kept on because I still feel like that scene where they're talking and then it kind of goes from the hospital room to m- the hallway in Mulder's apartment. 
Scully's still talking. So I thought it was like clever in that to keep like Scully's conversation about hope and truth going as we see X dying, like clever in a dark way. I, I love introductions, but I also appreciate a dramatic exit and this one delivered. It's just so on point for Mulder and Scully's struggle with finding the truth. They have so many questions and the one man Scully believes can provide them with answers is shot dead by the syndicate and in, of all places, Mulder's apartment building. So the contrast of there's hope. We, I, you know, I was warned we have, and then we see him like dragging himself and the blood and it's just, oh man. Yeah. I think the, um, the juxtaposition of everything that she's saying and everything that we're seeing is it's opposite. She has hope, but yet that hope we can see is dying. Like, you know, it's gone. Mm -hmm. But what I really would have liked to have seen is as she's talking to him about this, that's when we see him get shot. Yeah, that would have been good. And that's because we already knew at that we already knew at that point that he was shot and mm-hmm. that he was dying, you know, or right, dead. Right. So it was kind of like, um, I don't want to say hopeful that maybe he would survive it because he was able to he managed to write that down. But yeah. then but I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it would have been more sad if if we were hearing this dial, hearing this, everything that she has to say. Yeah. And at the same time, watching him die i mean technically it was the same thing but we already knew he got shot is what i'm saying right if that would have all happened in one sequence i think it would have been a lot more devastating and and a lot more dramatic like as he's walking and he's looking over his shoulder and she's talking about all this hope and then yeah. the elevator door opens yeah i agree with yeah that. yeah but all right good shit man yeah hell yeah okay so um like i said uh you, you can probably have to carry this or i might like feed off of you because i didn't really have a whole lot I was trying to get through this. So, all right, let's move on to thoughts. Story-wise, you want to go first? Yeah, I thought overall the story was pretty good, but it definitely had its flaws. Like like Mulder, as viewers, we were given all these pieces to this grand puzzle. And in the end, we they were just taken away. And I understand that that has to happen in order for the story to continue, but it's still, like, frustrating. Jeremiah Smith was at the center of this two-parter, and we didn't even get to see what really happened to him. We just saw him collapse in a corner somewhere. I mean, at least give us a moment where, like, the alien bounty hunter captures him or something. It's just... Well, we know he does. Yeah, but I I would have liked to have seen it because there was so much invested in this character. He was there. He's showing Mulder all this stuff, and then it gets taken away, and then we don't even get to see, like... What happened? Did he like stab him in the neck with the thing? Did he capture him? Did he put him in the car? What happened? So that's just what I had on story. Overall, like I said, just to summarize, the story was pretty good, but it definitely had its flaws. And one being that um, we didn't get to see a lot of what happened. So that's what I have on story. Yeah. Well, we also, there's like a million other Jeremiah Smiths out in the world too, right? We never got any answers on that. Right. They're all missing. So mm-hmm. does that mean that the alien bounty hunter is going Did and killing t- all of them? He's mo- going on, on a killing one? spree? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and then also uh, the alien bounty hunter is not immune to the bees or he is? He is immune to, I mean, he got stung, but he didn't. He didn't die like mm-hmm. the other guy, but. Yeah. So Jeremiah Smith also talks about like colonization and a new origin of species. And this is, you know, when he's trying to convince Mulder to Mulder's trying to get him to go to um, to convince him to go to see Tina. And, you know, he's like he pulls a Samantha card 
and is like, you know, I want to show you this. And of course, Mulder's going to go wherever Samantha's mentioned. Right. So I, I wanted to talk really quickly about the um, the scene where Samantha leads them. You know, this is when Jeremiah Smith, he's got the gasoline. Right. He's ready to go. Right. This is when Mulder wants to take Samantha, one of the Samanthas. Um, and then um, she leads, you know, the alien bounty hunters coming. She leads them to a building, an, an apiary. Apparently, Jeremiah Smith and Samantha are immune. And as you said, um, the alien bounty hunter as well. But not Mulder, though. So what does this fool do? Oh, my god! He gosh. takes a canister of fuel that Jeremiah Smith had and dumps it on himself. Like, what the fuck? Oh, like, really, dude? You're going to pour it over your head? One fucking match and she's and, you know, he's gone. Oh god. Jesus oh Christ. Um, and I wanted to talk about this scene because how cute is Samantha? And after he does that, she takes him by the hand. Yeah. And they're inside. And there's bee bees and beehives everywhere. Lots everywhere. and lots of bees. I like that scene for a lot of reasons because um, Mulder, you know, he wants Samantha. He knows it's not her. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. And it's so tragic. And, and I wanted to mention this, too. I've always loved the little fact that the actress, what's her name again? Vanessa Morley. Vanessa Morley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who plays Samantha. She gets stung by a bee right before they're going to go yes. into the um, into the. A uh -huh. And I can't remember which behind the scenes interview that was from, but ever since I saw that, you know, mm -hmm. a million years ago and, and heard that, you know, that she that got happened? stung. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that's all I see every time I see that scene. I just wait for her to get stung. Oh, because like, she just like she, <laughs> she shakes, shakes it off. Yeah. Shakes it off. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But overall, the story, you know, it's hard to say. Like a lot of things happen, right? We get Marita. We get a new character, Marita. We mm -hmm. get X dying. We have, you know, the date for colonization is set, which they still didn't even give us what the date actually right, was. We right. don't know until later, later, later what it is. Years uh, later. And, and, and I think at that point, Mulder's the only one that knows. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to tell Scully, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't necessarily think, you know, story-wise it was a bad episode. I, I honestly really liked and enjoyed this two-parter. But I think these two episodes did something in the shift in Mulder and Scully for me and watching it this time around with right. a fresh pair of eyes. Um, I really appreciate it more for that. And we'll get into that when we get into relationship. But but yeah, it, that's yeah. the that's the reason these two will stick out to me is their friendship. I love it. All right. Let's go on to Monsters Bad Guys. All right. The syndicate of the scene where. CSM, the first elder, and that other guy, the one who killed X, were in Tina Mulder's hospital room around her discussing um, how they can get to the possible security leak is just crazy to me. Like they have, what's well, not a surprise, but to see it, they just have zero shame. I mean, at least go out into the hallway and talk about that stuff. They didn't care. They're just around there like, ugh. They have privacy in there. Yeah, true, true. But I mean, come on, like go to the cafeteria, get a coffee or something. Don't be standing over this woman. And then the alien bounty hunter, the idea that this this dude spent the night in the backseat of Scully's car just freaks me out. Like did they like the whole night, he's just sitting like, did they talk? <laughs> did they did they play I spy? Did they just sit awkwardly in silence? It's just terrifying. It just freaks me out. He's just, like can you make sure your ringer's on? Is your ringer on? Is Are you sure on? it's not on vibrate? Can you turn your ringer on? No. What time is it? <laughs> uh, it's 9.42. Where do you think the bathroom is? Like, uh... What time is it now? It's 9.43. <laughs> Fuck. Did, does he get sleepy? Does he lay down? Does, does he take a does nap? Does he sleep? I don't do know. they sleep? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I just, just thinking about like 
if they do sleep and then him being back there with his mouth wide open snoring <laughs> and then Scully just sitting there waiting for Mulder to call. Why doesn't she call him? Right. Oh, the things this woman does for Mr. Mulder. Oh anyway, so that's what I had for monsters and bad guys. All right. Fucking X dies. Damn it. Marita, next informant. And then uh, CSM convinces alien bounty hunter to heal Tina. He says, quote, the fiercest enemy is the man who has nothing left to lose. And you know how important Agent Mulder is to the equation, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some truth to that. But I also think that CSM, is he in love with Tina and didn't want her to die? I mean, he was holding her hand. And I then think, when and then when the first elder came in, he like moved his hand. I think he does still have feelings for her. So yeah. is this the truth of why he wanted, you know, the alien bounty? Because alien bounty hunter is like, why do you want me to do this? Why are we doing this again? Like what? Yeah, and, he and, just made it look b- really pretty. For yeah, he spun it. I mean, yes. that's what he does. Yes, for his own selfish. Okay, reasons. so we're in agreement that yes. he, he selfishly wants Tina right. to live because is is it because he's in love with her? I or, think or, I think he still has it, feelings for her. Or yeah. does he want to just like play God? Yeah, but they're never going to get back together or anything. Right, right. I don't know. But clearly there's, I mean, obviously we knew that there's history between them, but I think it, I think it runs a little deeper for him. He didn't, he yeah. didn't want her to, to die. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting, but that's basically all I have for monsters, bad guys as well. All right. Right on. Uh, what about Mulder? I thought it was very telling where Mulder is emotionally when the alien bounty hunter nearly kills him with his car and he begs for Jeremiah Smith's life rather than his own. And the bounty hunter asks him, you would trade your life for his? And then Mulder says, for my mother's. Yeah. Nothing else matters to him in that moment. He's willing to sacrifice everything Mm -hmm. for her. And when he has to deal with coming back empty-handed, he just falls apart. Yeah, that's why he he was like, I was so close. I was so close. And it's just like such an emotional moment when he says, for my mother's. Yeah. Like, oh, man, he's just in that place. Like, I'm willing to sacrifice everything for for this. That's what I had on Mulder. Yeah. And then just going off of that, um, I really love the scene where at the end when he's talking to Scully and they're in in Mrs. Mulder's room and he's telling her, you know, um, you know, I was so close. There was this moment where he like looks at her and then he like tilts his head back and he shakes his head and you yeah. could just you could tell he's thinking about in his head and he realized in that moment of literally how close he was to yeah. having her healed and he's like oh I was so close again it goes back to what I was saying in the previous episode is that I really love when Mulder wants to get loud but he can't get loud because yes. he's like oh was so close like he just wants to scream it but you know he's in his mom's hospital room he can't really do that but um david the company just amazing in that in that scene in particular but the whole uh episode and um yeah just it's Mulder's just going through it yeah hard to watch definitely is all right scully i mean scully is just a full-on trooper in this episode my goodness she's basically held hostage held hostage by the alien bounty hunter she figures out the science behind the records of the Social Security was keeping and presents her findings. She demands answers from X. And then she still, after all that, has the energy to give Mulder hope and comfort in his time of need. Again, just a great partner, great agent. Scully gets a 10 out of 10 for me, again, for this episode. Yeah, I, I completely agree. She also got choked out by the alien bounty hunter. Yeah. He, he loves to do that to her, huh? 
because he did that in what was it in Colony? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, he just has a way about him that Mister Alien Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Okay. I, well, for Scully, I thought one of her great moments in this episode was when Skinner wants to. She gave her presentation, but Skinner wants to pull her out into the into the other. Oh yeah. Part of his Can office. Can I speak with you alone? Or alone. Home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. She's just giving them a heavy dose of, you know, the government is tagging us and keeping track of us. And he's like, uh, hello, do you do you know what you're saying? And she's like, I'm a scientist. And what she is promoting is reductive evidence. The whole reason she was assigned to the X-Files in the first place um, to put Agent Mulder's work to the test of science. And I love that. It's just yeah. a callback right to the to the beginning. And mm-hmm. Skinner has nothing to say. He just like looks away. He he doesn't have an answer to that. She's right. She's absolutely. She right. got him. Mm-hmm. She got him. He can't say anything. Yeah, it was that was a really good line, and I loved the way she delivered it. Like you, this is what you wanted me to do, yeah. and I'm doing it. So yeah. now what the what the hell? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if. You know, she was right in giving that small presentation in his office, but she was just doing her job. And we talked about that with mm-hmm. uh, Pendrel. And, and I think it, it's a great reminder to us that um, I think it's a great reminder to us that that was her initial reasoning for her position. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's morphed into so much more oh, than so that. So much more. And, it's, and, and I liked it. It was a great callback because it was a reminder in this episode. It was a good reminder for us of like how far they've come. And 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 this just ended up being a very uh, emotionally bonding episode for the for the two of them. For sure. Yeah. Yep. OK. Was that Scully? Yes. OK. Relationship. Ep- Which I kind of just. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's OK. Um, And I think we talked about it already, but episodes like this one is why I love the MSR so much. And I'm not saying that just because we got that lovely hug toward the end of the episode. It's the way they're there for each other, both professionally and personally. In this case, Scully is looking out for Mulder and his mom. She's holding down the fort on her end. Like, she's doing the science. She's confronting whoever she has to confront. As Mulder goes off to seek whatever this truth that he so desperately wants, and then when he comes back from his journey, he's just broken and with nothing, she's there for him. She's right there. She's there to give him hope. And he's he's done the same for her. And I just love that, that they're just there for each other at this point. And they're so um, invested in each other as partners and as friends. And, you know, they're going through, I mean, look at what Mulder went through when she lost her sister. And then now he's about to, you know, face losing his mom and they're there for each other. Yeah. So that's what I have on relationship. Yeah, I basically have the same thing. Uh, their friendship is just absolutely amazing. I know a lot of people probably take all of it as shippiness, and I guess that's at some parts. Maybe I do as well, but not really. I think they're just solid and there for each other, and mostly Scully being there for Mulder. She did such an amazing job with him. She was gentle. She was tender. She was supportive. She was soft. Yeah. Wonderful. For sure. Okay, what? Uh, who would you have liked to have seen in this episode? I would have liked to seen the well-manicured man. Since we had a little gathering of the syndicate, I would have liked to have seen how he would have reacted to everything going on with Jeremiah Smith, with the photos, the leak. Like, hear him go, my God, somewhere in here would have been good. So that's what I have for that. All right. Well, I have uh, First Nations people. Maybe the guy in the beginning was a First Nations worker. 
I think that would have been interesting, you know, I oh, think yeah. because we're in Alberta, mm -hmm. you know, there's like, a, there's reserves there, they're, uh, you know, I mean, natives, natives are everywhere. So, right. I mean, it'd be nice to have them, you know, have somebody in an episode, which is a normal, regular role. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would have been interesting and, you know, a great time to like educate I guess without educating of like, right. you know, hey, you know, natives or first nations peoples are in Canada as well. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, like people know that. Yeah. I mean, obviously they do now, but I don't know if people really paid attention back then. Back then. Yeah. Um, unless you lived in those areas. That's a good I, one. I think it would have been interesting if Samantha and her clone friends were hidden on a reserve there. And that's why it's all under wraps. Ooh, but, yeah. but then again, that's unrealistic because the people there would probably be like, fuck you, take your fucked up shit somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't have necessarily fun. But I thought that would be, I thought that would be nice. That would have been cool. I mean, it would always be nice. Yeah, for but, sure. Okay, what line would you have liked to have heard in this episode? Uh, it's kind of corny because at this point I'm just, I, I couldn't really think of anything. But when Jeremiah Smith shows Mulder the fields and he says, you're looking at the future, Mr. Mulder. I think it would have been cool if somehow they would have worked the phrase fight the future in there. Maybe have mm -hmm. the alien bounty hunter say it to Mulder when he's got him by his like lapels and he says everything dies. You can't fight the future or something like that. It would have been like, oh, it'd be like, you know, the Leo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing, you know, and just be like, oh, that, that well, would have been. But the movie hadn't come out I yet. I know, but it would have been like a cool, if that line would have been introduced, it would have been like, uh, oh, this was foreshadowing. They ended up naming the, the film after that. I would love to say that and give them credit for that. But then I feel like if they would have used it in this episode, they would. everybody would have been like, oh, that's where they got the name. Uh, from that episode you know what i mean yeah, i don't know yeah. but that yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not against it that yeah. would have been cool yeah yeah okay you have to give me a minute for this one because i thought i wrote one down and i didn't okay um, okay i got one so okay okay so mine for what, what would i have liked to have heard in this episode you know you mentioned like Mulder coming back and he's going into tina's room and you know scully puts a blanket on him mm -hmm. and you're and you said like you know he he hasn't showered he smells like gasoline he definitely does smell like gasoline yeah so somewhere in that interaction um i would have liked maybe scully had been like um you're gonna tell me why you smell like gasoline later right <laughs> You like, smell like gasoline and honey. <laughs> You're all sticky. <laughs> just some, just a little humor, just to yeah. lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, it was just that shit is disgusting. I mean, he smelled, and on, oh, and yeah. honestly, like change right away, take a shower right away. Yes. Again, a match. You're gone. Mm -hmm. Jeez, oh, Louise. My goodness. All right, who gets a dozen tamales? Who are you giving your dozen tamales to? All right. I'm giving my dozen of tamales to Mr. Stephen Williams um, for giving us Mr. X. What a great addition to this cast as an actor, uh, to the mythology as a character, and to the overall legacy of this series that we love so much. Yeah. And so. we, we went on a tangent earlier about yeah. how wonderful he is. Like, I, I definitely see it. I'm glad you're giving it to him. Yep. He's earned it. For sure. And thank you, Stephen. And thank you, Mr. X. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay, my dozen tamales. Well, you know what? I got to give my dozen tamales to David Duchovny. He was amazing. He he did like a lot of things in this episode, a lot of physical things that he had to go through. He got beaten up. He had gasoline dumped on him. He had bees he had to deal with. But he also dealt with so much on the emotional side as well, seeing his sister worrying about his mother 
he fucking killed it. Yeah. I think this was probably one of my absolute favorite episodes of David Duchovny's work. Just such a wide range in this episode. For sure. And, you know, looking back on it now, because I, I remember this episode, I sort of remember this episode, but going, having to look back on it with such, we're paying attention because we have to do this podcast and we have to do our notes and everything. Yeah. I agree with you. He was just great. Yeah. And I, it, it took me, it took me to rewatch to appreciate that. Same. Yep. 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 Same. All right. Speed round. I only have like, I only have one thing. So let me just get one more. All right. You want How me many to do you have? I have two. Okay. Well, I had three, but we already talked okay, about it. Okay. Let's see. You go first. Uh, I know the clones weren't harvesting corn, but they totally gave me children of the corn vibes. Yep. Um, so the the guy in the beginning, this dude falls face first into the ground, and yet there's no blood on his face. Right. There's just like the pustules or the whatever. Yeah, but doing. when we see him, cause, and then he's on his back, like how did he turn over? Because literally in the camera, he falls straight right. face first into the camera. Yeah. Uh, Mulder tells Scully to stay out of the bounty hunter's way, and she does the exact opposite. At the beginning, he's like, don't get in his way. And she just stands right in front of him. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh, Scully. Um, I like I really uh, I guess my next one and my next and final one is that uh, we get to see Scully with uh, her hair tucked behind her ears a few times in this episode. She's just so adorable. And I think really, um, honestly, I mean, we're at the beginning of season four. We forgot to mention this. This is the 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 hot the season first episode of season four. Yeah, this is their. I think the season four is their hottest hottest season ever. I agree for both of them, mm -hmm. and and they're hot occasionally in different areas, but consistently this this season is it. Yep. it's it. Yeah, yeah, agree. All right, let's get let's keep on rolling. All right, we're gonna get down to weird facts. The title Herrenvoke is a German word which was popular in Nazi Germany as it means master race. Shit. Yep. Side eye. Scary. Yeah, exactly. This is the first episode not to be shot by John S. Bartley, who had moved on to newer pastures. The director of photography was Ron Stanett, who was fired midway through the shoot because the producers didn't care for the way he was filming the episode. Interesting. During this traumatic time, Chris Carter's services were very much needed, but he was in the midst of prepping Millennium. Yep. Did you ever watch Millennium? No, but, um, you know, I didn't really know much about it, but I, I hear conversations either on different podcasts about it, and I'm like, that sounds like it's right up my alley. So I kind of want to watch it just to have reference whenever. Let's fucking do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. And the last one. This is the first introduction of bees in the series, which will play an important role in the ongoing X-Files mythology. And not only the ongoing X-Files mythology, but the fucking relationship between Mulder and Scully plays a massive role in, a massive, in fucking one like, little tiny bee. Fucking cock blocker. <laughs> cock blocker of a bee. Okay, dude. We're fucking done. We're done. We did it. <laughs> we did two episodes in one day. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. I think we had a, I think it was great. It's dark in here. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark. And uh, the sun is still hasn't gone down completely, but it's dark in here and it's nice and cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, God. It. Thank God we were eight. Maybe that's why we had such a great time. Maybe. Because <laughs> we weren't like, we had the AC on. We were chilling. We were hydrating. We were, we're drinking water. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it was wonderful. It was a good thing. It was a good time. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I was just telling you, was like, I am I am so in love with the X-Files right now. Like, literally. So whatever we pull next, I'm going to be happy for. Like, I, I'm going to have a good time no matter what. I feel the same way. I'm enjoying this. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that's that's what we're doing next. You want to pull it out? Yeah. Well, uh, that's it's your pick. Oh, is right? it my pick? Yeah, it's your pick. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk it to you. Okay. I don't like to throw it. All right. I, uh, what do you want? I mean, like I just said, I don't really anything. I'm happy with anything. I'm so in love with the show right now. I'll probably be I'll be happy with anything. I'm I'm. Let's just whatever. Okay, which which one would you not want to do right now? I don't think I would want to pull a three parter again because we did oh, a two parter okay. or a three parter because yeah, it it takes a lot of time to get through it. That's so, a good one. Uh, I'm going for a single, single episode, episode, whatever it is. All right, I'll got one cool in my hand. It. Let's see what this is. Alpha. Oh, the with the dog woman, or wasn't it the? the... I'm sorry, I just said it. I was supposed to be like, this is a season six episode (laughs) or season seven. It's okay. Is it six? I think it's six. Season six. Yeah, Alpha. This was a wolf lady, wolf Wolf woman. woman. I said dog woman, (laughs) wolf woman. Yeah. Oh man, see, I remember that. I don't remember a whole lot. I remember everybody thinking like. Scully's jealous and like wondering if this woman was going to be like a recurring character and like there was chemistry between her. I didn't, I never thought Scully was threatened for a second. I never thought that. And I never thought like Mulder was into this chick. Mulder was interested. Yeah. I just remember that being like, oh, there was like a big controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I never got that vibe. I, I actually really like that. This is, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting one. All right. Well, let's do it. So we went. Season, you don't have anything to say about it? Um, no. Like I said, I just I just remember that line, the wolf woman line. I just oh. don't remember a whole lot. And I remember like the controversy of people online. Like Scully was jealous. Just what you said. Yeah. 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 But no. I, I I don't think I've seen that one since probably since I got the DVD set. That's like a million years ago. I feel like I just watched it not that long ago because, you know, as you know, I like watching reaction videos and I think Shelly yeah. just did this a couple weeks ago. Nice. So I feel like I just watched it. I'm ready. So let's fucking go. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our episode of Heronvoke. And um, if you haven't listened to part one, go and run and listen to it. I'm pretty sure you have already. And if you, this is kind of late, but if you haven't listened to our Q&A that we did with the MSR files oh, yeah. a few episodes back, um, go have a listen to that. You know, head over to the MSR files. Part one is on their podcast. And then part two, we close things out on our podcast. And it was just a fun, it was nice, just a good, time. good time. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to those, go have a listen. And, you know, hopefully we're going to be doing this again in the future. So if ever you want to uh, submit questions to us or you uh, just if you have questions for us in general, send us an email. That would be great. Our email address is the podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at txfchatroompod. Yep. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm done. Let's get out of here. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.